1: I'm Dr. Joe Beam. Welcome to our Marriage Helper Live program that we do on Mondays at this time. For the next hour, what we'd like to do is to help you, if we possibly can, with any kind of relationship situation that you're dealing with. We get a lot of calls about marriages in crisis, and so we'll be glad to talk about that. But we also will be happy to talk with you about any question you have concerning any kind of relationship because that's what we really specialize in is relationships. Now this gentleman sitting right here with me, this is Mark Hyland, who is one of our client representatives here at Marriage Helper. And Mark also uh, works with me occasionally doing this program and some of the videos that we have done together. And so Mark will be my co-host on today's program. If you have been calling our our office for any number of things. And you have probably talked to one of our client representatives somewhere along the line. And you may have talked to Mark. We have other client representatives as well, but you may have talked to Mark beforehand. If you'd like to talk to us on this program, then you can call us at 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. Now, when you hear the answer, if you really want to talk to us, then press that number 1 that puts you in the queue so you can talk to one of our screeners and finally get through to us. Some people call that number just to listen on their iPhones or smartphones, whatever they might be, and if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Feel free to do that. But if you want to talk to us, whenever you hear the answer, you press that number 1, and that puts you in the queue. So, Mark, I think we've got some calls here right off the bat. We do. Go ahead. We do.
2: Busy day. Okay. So, let's go to... Benny from New York. Benny, can you hear us? Yes,
0: perfectly. Thank you for having me. Yes, how can we help you, my friend? Well, I have a question, and thank you for having the show on, and you're very inspiring. Um, so I'm the one that who, who had an affair, and I would like to work with my wife on the marriage, but I keep thinking about the affair. Um, I stopped talking to the woman that I had an affair with, but mm-hmm. how do,
1: is it even? possible to forget and work on a marriage yes it is possible if i may ask how long have you been involved in the affair
0: uh for on and off like about nine months but i met her after mm-hmm. the, the separation i i separated first with my wife meaning
1: i moved out and then i met her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and the intensity how intense is your emotional connection to this woman um, I would say if it is range from 1 to 10, it's probably like 10. Okay, so it's a very strong emotional connection that you have. Are you familiar with any of the things on our website, any of the videos or podcasts about things that we call limerence? Have you seen any of those by any chance? Yes, so I've been trying to think, but I just don't know how to get out of it. Yeah, it's a difficult thing to do. Is your wife willing to try to put the marriage back together?
0: Yes, she has been really patient with me. She even allowed me to move back home and have some time for myself. However, I can't help it, but I just think about the other person all the time.
1: Yeah, I know exactly how that feels, my friend. It's been a few years since it happened to me, (laughs) but I went through a very similar situation, and I know how strong those emotions are. They are overwhelming, almost to the point of being overpowering. Have you stopped contact with her? Yes, I have a hundred percent. One hundred percent. Good. That's a good thing to do. And how long has it been since you stopped contact with her? Um, I would say about a month ago. About a month, one month? Well, one month. Okay. All right. Well, You can get past this. It's going to happen, but it will take a period of time for it to occur. I I wish there were some magic answer to make it faster. Um, One thing that may help, and obviously I'm not a physician, so I cannot prescribe it for you but if you have a physician one thing you may ask for is that you ask him or her your physician to put you on a high dosage of what's known as an s s r i that's a selective serotonin reuptake reuptake inhibitor now again your physician has to decide whether or not that's a good thing for you or not based on all the other conditions that you might be facing whatever those might be but if you start on to the if if he or she will prescribe for you a, a fairly high dosage and that's what you need to explain It'll start as a low dosage and then gets a little higher. That's the way these things work. They can help you control this thinking. They can help you control these emotions. But let me hear let me tell you the downside to that if you decide to do it. The downside is that it also for a little while make you might make you feel, may make you feel like kind of a zombie. And in other words, shut down all kinds of emotions. So it's not the ideal solution and it doesn't always work but that's one possibility ultimately ultimately what's going to work is this ultimately it's going to be the longer that you go without having any contact with her it will begin to finally fade away have you yet started into what we call the grief process are you mourning or grieving the loss of the relationship with her
0: um i would
1: say i am i i i I am in that thinking yeah, and and that's typical, my friend. It is very typical. Does does your wife understand that you're going through a grief process? Maybe. maybe. Okay, so it, it's not really something you can talk to her about. Is that what I'm hearing?
0: Right.
1: Okay, and I get that. I mean, you're trying not to hurt her, and I certainly understand that, and I admire that. Ultimately, what it's going to take is this. If you continue not to have contact with her now, occasionally it's going to get pretty bad. Occasionally you'll feel that I've just got to talk to her. I've just got to check on her. I've just got to make sure that she's okay. You are going to be feeling those kinds of sensations. It's going to happen. If when those things happen, do you have any kind of a friend who understands that you could talk to who could kind of, if you will talk you down when you feel a need to do that. Okay. Do you have a friend like that? I do, yes. Good. Then then I recommend that's what you do. In that kind of situation, when you just feel like, I really just need to check on her, I really need to talk to her, I really want to make sure she's okay, my recommendation is that's when you go see your friend or at least call your buddy, and I hope it's a guy friend that'd be safer in this situation, and you call him or go see him, have coffee with him somewhere, and just say, I'm feeling this, just help me get past it. The good news is that with time, you will get past this. The bad news is it takes time to get past this, but inevitably you will. Now, one more question. Are you the one who stopped the interaction with her or was she? I did. Okay, that actually makes it easier, believe it or not. It doesn't make it easy, but it makes it easier when you're the one who stops the contact. Um, I certainly know how you feel. I know how intense these emotions are. I have been there. But if you can consistently stay away from her in any shape, fashion, or form, it'll take a while, but you will begin to see these things (laughs) subside. Now, in the meantime, are you doing things to help put the relationship with your wife back together?
0: Uh, Yes, I've been trying to participate more of a family um, event together, um, but very, very cordially, of course.
1: Mm -hmm. And is that helping at all? Hello? Uh
0: yes, it is. Um, but it feels mm-hmm. a bit awkward because I feel like I'm the one who is at fault. Well, I am at fault. And so yeah. it mm-hmm. it feels really weird. Um and I'm afraid that I could, it could happen again with someone else.
1: Yeah. Well it probably won't. Now, I'm not I'm not guaranteeing that, of course, but if you and your wife can work this out, it probably won't happen with somebody else. Are you and your wife, and, and if you don't want to answer this question, tell me it's none of my business, but are you and your wife making love to each other again yet? No,
0: not for a not for long, long time. Okay. Are you ready for that? No. Um, I think that's maybe one of the costs
1: in the beginning. Yeah, is she ready for that? If you were wanting to make love to her, would she be willing to participate? It's, uh, okay. it's hard conscious but maybe. Okay, is it that the reason you're not doing so is because you think it won't equal what you had with your um, lover?
0: Um, Yeah, probably. That, I mean, I think that's probably one of the reasons why I venture out.
1: Yeah. Well, it won't be the same, I'll guarantee you. And I could explain all the reasons for that, but the chemicals that are involved when you're involved with the person that you're in limerence with that's the word we use for it that's so intense that people often become like, I don't want to make love to my spouse again because I'm afraid that it won't match. And in the sense of the sheer emotions that go with it, it won't match. But over time, those things would have gone away with her as well. And so, and it's kind of hard to think like that. Like, you know, eventually that kind of intensity would have, would have faded with her because none was into it. I'm praying it was still pretty strong, but if and when you can start making love to your wife again, and I'm not asking, I'm not trying to push you to do that, but if, and when you can, don't expect it to be as thrilling, if you will, but understand this, that, that the more you can actually touch her, And if indeed you get to the point where you can feel comfortable making love to her, that actually is going to help this process. It's gonna have a negative and a positive effect. The negative in that, uh, if you start comparing it, it's gonna feel negative. But if you understand that what happens when you touch your wife, when she kisses you, you kiss her, when you hug her, and particularly if you make love to her, that actually you're going to uh, start generating this chemical within you, uh, oxytocin, which is a bonding chemical. So don't do it until you're ready. But whenever your wife's ready and whenever you're ready, if you can start doing things leading closer to making love to your wife, that actually can help this process. It'll be a little discouraging because it's not going to match the thrill. But in the in the time, over time, as you do that, it actually can be a great benefit to you when you're ready to do that. So here's the bottom line, my friend. You are going to get past it if you can keep from contacting the other woman. You can put it back together with your wife and have a really good marriage again, but understand it's going to take some time to do so. By any chance, have you looked into our workshops
0: Uh, Yes, I'm really thinking about uh, attending with my wife, but it's just I feel really guilty about attending while I'm thinking about the other person.
1: I understand that, but let me tell you, my friend, we have people come all the time who are in that exact same situation. And if you decide to come to the workshop, if you make that decision, then uh, what you will discover is that we can help you understand a lot of what's going on and how to move past that. Have you ever called our office and talked to one of our client representatives um,
0: not yet. Okay.
1: Well, if, if you just want to know more, Mark's one of our client representatives, you can actually call and ask to speak to Mark. Our telephone number's on the screen there. It's eight six six nine zero three zero nine nine zero. Of course we're doing this live. So Mark can't take your call right now. We have several client representatives, but, but Mark's a guy well understand. And, and he's heard you here. If you just want to know more and he won't pressure you to come to the workshop, he won't pressure you to do anything. But if you just want to know more about how that might help, then I suggest after this program is over, about an hour from now, call that number and ask for Mark, and I think he can help you, okay?
0: Thank you, Dr. Beam. I appreciate your your advice, and um, I look forward to
1: the hope of that it's possible. Yes, it is possible. Trust me, it is. It definitely is. Thank you. Thank you for calling us.
2: Okay. Thank you, Vanny. Uh,
1: I relate to that, man. Completely. I know you do. I know you do. Because I have been in that situation, and I know how that feels, and those emotions are so extremely intense. What percentage of the people that you talk to do you think have that kind of intensity of emotion for the... Oh, my goodness. I literally just got off the phone with
2: a gentleman earlier this morning who's in the throes of all this. Hmm. Thankfully, he he's reaching out. His, he's not having the... Uh, he has the guilt. He has... All of that goes along with it. But he's willing to work and his wife is willing to work. And so there's a lot of hope there. Mm -hmm. It makes a big difference.
1: And, you know, I can only imagine. Yeah, you haven't been through it. I have. And I'm glad you haven't been through it. And I'm going to get mad at you if you do. I'm not. Really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's not a pleasant place of thing uh, to do. And it obviously is very difficult for the marriage. Right. But uh, to the man who just called, what was his first name again? I didn't catch Benny. It. Benny.
2: B-E-N-N-Y.
1: Cool. Benny, I surely hope you call and talk to Mark later. Or any of our client reps. Yep. It's just that Mark's here.
2: Okay, right. okay. No doubt. All right. Okay, so uh, do you want to stay on a similar theme?
1: Well, let's just go wherever you want to, my friend.
2: All righty. Let's go to uh, Karen from Florida.
1: Karen, are you with us?
3: Yes, I am. Hi.
1: Hi, Karen. How can we help you today?
3: Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, and, Dr. Joe, I have been listening to your podcasts. Um on autoplay for months now so thank you to everybody who worked so hard it helps me get back to sleep when i can't sleep in the middle of the night um
1: yeah well my wife says the same thing uh, when she can't sleep joe start talking and it puts her right out okay <laughs> oh that
3: yeah that Didn't. You're, he's very great to listen to he won't put you to sleep i promise um here's my question um okay. my husband and i are in smart contact but he is living about two hours away uh mm. he's he wants to work on our marriage,
4: mm-hmm. but
3: he is definitely still in limerence with an LO that he's only met physically once. She's in Argentina, really? and they met about a year ago. And it's uh, deep emotional stuff. Um, mm-hmm. He has been very, uh, he's been very open, and um, mm-hmm. we've been married 35 year, or 32 years. He's very open. We talk a lot. We're best friends. He cannot believe mm-hmm. he's in this position. And I told him about Marriage Helper. He has asked for some videos. I really want to, I want to bring it to a... I, I want him to say yes and to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to be able to do that without him feeling tricked or trapped.
1: Exactly. And that's very good. So does, why does he want to put the marriage back together?
3: He has cried and said he could not envision life divorced from me. He's like, let's not do divorce. Let's just Mm -hmm. work, you know, we'll always be best friends. He's kind of living in the valley, I think, where he thinks Uh, it's all going to work out. Um, mm -hmm. I know he's lying to me about details. Um, He's Mm -hmm. got money set aside to get her into the country. I know he's lying to her. I overheard him on the phone just this morning telling her that I'm okay with all of this. Um, So he's in the valley. He's kind of keeping us both uh, assuaged, you know, mm-hmm. um, but he has he has told me that he is willing to 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 get the help. And I did. He asked for some specific videos. I gave them mm-hmm. to him. I don't know if he's watched them. I'm trying not to push. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it just all feels so delicate right now, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. I understand. And how long have you been feeling of living apart?
3: Uh, since um, December.
1: So and he so, so. he comes
3: mm-hmm. he yeah, he comes and stays with me and the kids. Um, mm-hmm. He was just here for three days. then there's usually oh. like a week off, and then we go up and visit him at his place two hours away, and
4: mm-hmm.
3: we are we do family things. He lets me hug him. He lets me kiss him. He, he does not initiate contact, but mm-hmm. we talk and text every day. He says he really wants that. I let him initiate conversations. I'm really trying to mm-hmm. follow your smart contact and it seems to be working beautifully. Um, but I'm also concerned that he's in process with putting money aside to get her here. And
0: mm-hmm. there's that
3: part of me that wants to put a stop to that. I'm so afraid that if she gets here and things really start to coalesce between them, this is going to take a lot longer. But I also know that he's lying mm-hmm. to her, so it's it's tricky.
1: Yeah, it is, and and you are right in the sense that it may make things more intense if she gets here. It also, believe it or not, has the possibility of doing just the opposite, because if he's only mm-hmm. seen her once, and and when you say he saw her once, how long was that for?
3: It was actually I found out about the whole thing because he got her a plane ticket to New York, and they met in New York when he was on a business trip. Um, he mm-hmm. says, and I do believe him because she's a Christian woman, he's a Christian man. He has said, mm. he has declared that they will not, they will not um, have sex until both of them are divorced. Um, uh, but they met once. They met once. They went out to dinner and they went to a museum. That is what he says, and I I think he's telling the truth actually. That's what he says, but
2: well,
0: he
1: may anyway, be.
3: you know, I I know I know to expect him to lie. I do.
1: Yeah, and how old is your husband?
3: He is fifty three, and I'm fifty.
1: And, oh, you sound much younger than that, by the way. How old are your kids?
3: <laughs> uh, 13, 16, and twenty one.
1: No, ah, excellent. And my husband and, and I
3: married when I was nineteen, so we've been 19. together my whole life.
1: Uh, a long time. And if you any idea how old this other woman is? She is 42. Okay, so roughly a decade younger than he is?
3: Yes, yeah, So my husband has also told me that he has kind of like a hero complex, like he loves to rescue, and she mm. has told him, oh, I want to have children. My husband won't let me have kids. My husband is, you know, losing weight and taking testosterone supplements, and I, I did see a bunch of texts between them where he promised her a life and children, mm-hmm. um, and... Uh, you know, I, I I came across all of these texts um, in a weird way. They got emailed to me by mistake. I wasn't uh, snooping. They happened, and it it was six months worth of texts Wow! Well,
1: uh,
3: where they talked where they talked about a plan, but he right. says it was just talk. It's fantasy. You know, um,
1: just to some I know degree. That,
3: anyway. To some Mm -hmm.
1: degree, that's right. To some degree, it is fantasy. But it's it's a future they're planning together. Part of this limerence thing is that up to 85% of the waking hours, and I'm not saying that's true of your husband. I'm saying in general, up to 85% Mm -hmm. of waking hours is spent in in fantasizing, but thinking about what our future together would be, how things are going to be different and all those kinds of things, and that's part of what makes this thing so blooming strong. Now, if I'm hearing your question correctly, what you're saying is Mm – I really want him to come to the workshop, but I don't want him to feel pressured or manipulated. That's what I heard you say, right?
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Okay. Now, there is a way to do this. We, You can't always remove every sense or every feeling of pressure. Okay. We certainly don't want to manipulate mm-hmm. people, and that works out to your disadvantage. But since you know okay. that he's actually putting money aside that's designed to bring her here, then does he know that you know that?
3: No, actually, he had all the mail forwarded to his new address, but I got the statement. And I didn't actually, I didn't even realize it wasn't my account or the, the account that we share. I just opened up the statement and I looked and I'm like, I don't recognize any of this. And I realized it was his separate account that he got. And yeah. there, is, there is stuff that goes to her in her name. Um, it hasn't hmm. been a tremendous amount yet, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. does take... He does take quite a bit to set aside. And I'm just, um, I know that I'll get another Mm -hmm. statement next month. I haven't told him yet.
1: I see. Well, here's a suggestion. Obviously, you have to do what you think is the best thing to do. But here's a suggestion for you to try. It's to say to him, okay, okay. you know, you say that you can't think about life without me being in it, etc. Yet I know that you're still involved with this other woman. And so I'm asking you to do something for me. I'm asking will you please come to the workshop with me now for me because of the fact that I really want to understand more about myself. I want to understand more about how this relationship, I want to understand if there's even a potential for a future together or not. Now it is a marriage Mm -hmm. workshop and it's about putting people back together. And so they'll be talking about that, but they promise that they Mm -hmm. don't pressure, they don't manipulate, they don't twist arms, but I'm asking, will you do that for me now? Now, is there some pressure in that? The answer is, yeah, there's some, but I don't know that you can remove all pressure from it, but it's certainly not.
3: Actually, I said that yesterday.
1: And what did he say?
3: Yeah. He said, he said, send me the videos and I'll think about it. So, um, I guess my question to you, sir, is, you know, I want to give them a little bit of time. I don't want to push, yeah. you know, Hey, did you watch those videos? Hey, did you watch those videos? Hey, you know, because, um, right. I, you know what I mean? Um, I feel like we've right. come so far that I don't Good. want to push him in another direction.
1: I, I do understand that. And I think that's very smart yet. You already have evidence that he's making plans. that included some yes. money at least that he's going to be with her. Right. Typically what we recommend is when, and you've probably heard this before, but when people are in the Valley you tolerate it, if, if there's still progress being made, But if at any Mm -hmm. point you think that it's going the other way, sometimes that's when you say, this is what I need from you. And so one possible response, and I I don't want you to push either. I mean, if things are going well, don't mess it up. But one response might be, in a week or two, hey, whether you watch the videos or not, I'm asking you to do this for me because this is what I would gain from it. Now, I realize Mm -hmm. it sounds like I'm pushing you, but I'm not. It's just that I would love a shot at being able to put him in a room yeah. with you in a room with us for three days yeah. to help him realize, yeah. because we can do things in three days, we can't do here. And we certainly can't do on the videos. Now we don't manipulate. And, and we I, don't have, our, go ahead.
3: I have followed your advice, sir. I have not told him he's in limerence. He has no idea. And Good. I'm trying to just, I see all Good. of the signs and symptoms I, you know, but I've, your advice is rock solid. I am so appreciative of y'all for that. I found you Good. when I did. I really am. Good. Um, Good. So, okay.
0: Right,
1: so wait like, you say wait like oh, a week thanks. or
3: two to give it a little bit of time to season in him.
1: And then again, okay. it's not like you're like, this is it or, but it's more like, right. okay, I know that you care about me. And so I'm asking you to do this for me, even if you haven't watched the videos. Right. Will you do this for me? Okay. And, and you, don't, you don't do it with pressure. You do it asking for a favor and hope that he complies. Yep. Because uh, yep. um, if, if you can kind of hit some of these things off before there's much money built up over there, that actually can right. be a good thing. The fact that he's only seen yep. her once, a lot of this has to do with fantasizing about what the future would be. And right. and we can help, we can help put reality roots under that. Without, without oh. manipulating him, okay. without yelling at him, without preaching at him. We don't do right. any of that. We just do it through For an sure. educational process. But i tell you what, okay. I'm impressed with you very much.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
1: I mean, Thank you are you. strong. I, the you day really I found
3: strong. out about her, I found out I had Lyme disease. And my husband's complaint was that I was so tired all the time and he didn't feel like he could help. So I'm, I'm trying to focus on getting well and showing Good. him it's actually helped with my pies because I'm just Good. like, I'm getting better. See, that was the old me. This is the new me. So it's actually helped with my pies. So. Well, I'll tell you
1: me. what, I'm I'm putting you on my list of people that, you know, are very strong and very impressive. We'd love, we <laughs> would you. love to help you. And, and uh, are you already okay. talking to one of our client representatives by any chance?
3: I have, I've been talking with Erin and she's been really, really helpful. And, um, but, and I'm also on your Facebook, um, the private page. And
0: oh, the, the secret the page?
3: Admin, the, yeah, the admin mm-hmm. and all the people there have been super supportive. Um, Good. Good. Um, yeah, thank you.
1: Hey, we want to help anywhere we can. So my heart my heart is in, in your camp, young lady. And uh, you, you, you're, you're, you keep doing the right things, and I think that ultimately we can see a great result here. Okay?
3: Thank you. Yes, sir. All
1: right. Thank
3: you.
1: Um, you know, I'm just super
2: impressed. I tell you what, I love it when I hear success stories, even if they're small successes, mm-hmm. about how what we teach actually affects the lives of other people in positive ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, very, very strong. And I'll probably visit with Erin. What was the lady's first name again?
2: That was Karen. C-A-K-A-R-E-N. Karen? K A R E
1: N. In which state? Florida. Okay, now you seem to know that much, so I can talk to Aaron about <laughs> that. <laughs> because of all the people you guys deal with, Aaron right. will say who? Right, okay, exactly. Karen in Florida. And would exactly. uh, love to help out.
2: Actually, I think you probably, uh, as many people as we talk to, uh, yes, we do forget names occasionally, but we don't forget scenarios. Huh. You could always say, hey, look, this is so-and-so, and this is what they're dealing with, mm. so you remember this, and we'll remember it in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure Aaron will. I'm looking forward to so, it. Okay. Yeah,
2: most definitely. Okay. All righty. Uh, let's go to John from Georgia. John, are you with us? Yes, I am. Awesome.
5: How may we help you, John? Thanks for taking my call today. Um I've been married to my wife for uh, 26 years, and about uh, four months ago, I uh, found out she was in a relationship with uh, somebody she played music with in a band, and um, they didn't consummate it, so to say. I mean, it, it was going mm-hmm. that direction, but it, it stopped. Yeah. I found out about it and confronted her, and um, and she pretty much broke off the relationship, but the underlying mm-hmm. issues. Are still there, and, and what uh, are those?
1: What are the underlying issues? Um, under she, she,
5: she said she has not felt spiritually connected to mm-hmm. me, and uh, maybe, felt a little objectified by me, for mm-hmm. a long time, even though mm-hmm. I thought everything was pretty good. We were still having relations and sex, and and mm-hmm. uh, everything seemed fine, until this one incident kind of blew up, in my face, mm-hmm. and them
0: um, mm-hmm. Um, so and,
1: and that's, that's the issue. The issue is that she well, felt objectified Some ways, yeah. Um, we
5: had a lot of disagreements about like natural family planning was one. One and, and we don't agree on religion, a hundred percent.
1: Okay. So it's a really complicated thing okay. for me to understand. And I heard you say that. I heard you say that you moved out. Is that what I heard you say?
5: Yes. um, About three weeks ago, she asked just for me to move out for a month so she could kind of get her mind straightened out, and Mm -hmm. uh, I agreed to it. I'm just living 10 minutes away at my parents' house. Mm -hmm. um, One thing I was wanting to specifically ask you is, uh, even though she broke off this relationship, I found out that um, she went back to play with the band And she kind of lied to me about it, but I found out about it and actually confronted her at the place. And Mm -hmm. um, she said it's not to see him. It was just because she wanted to play music. And I kind of believe her, but then I kind of say, well, you probably wanted to see him too because she still says she has feelings for him emotionally and intellectually. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to do the best I can to to win her love back. Yeah, is what I'm trying to do. And OK, I think, so I don't know if I did the wrong thing by confronting her because she did, did you lie confront about her.
1: It. Did you confront her in front of other people? No. no. OK, that's good. And I was very calm
5: about it, but she 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 really reacted badly and told me she never loved me. And you know she she apologized later, but she said a lot of bad
1: things to me. <laughs> Yeah, when people are angry, they can say some pretty crappy stuff. Now, you said that you that she asked you to move out for a month. You're three weeks into that. Are there any discussions mm-hmm. or conversations about you going back? Um, I'm just kind of assuming we are. I,
5: I talk to her off and on
1: every couple mm-hmm. of days, mm-hmm. and uh, we haven't discussed that. And the conversations are civil, I'm assuming.
5: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she still
5: says
1: she loves me and I I love her. Okay. Now, understand that when people start giving reasons about why they do whatever they do, it's not always what they really mean or what they really feel. So, for example, if she says, well, I felt objectified by you, that's possibly true. But it also sometimes those things are what goes through a person's mind that helps them to rationalize or justify whatever they're doing. She If I heard you correctly, she said she still has emotions for the other guy. She said that, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Right. Any any idea how long they have been emotionally connected to each other? A couple months, maybe. three or four months. Two or three months. Okay. And if a week from now you say, okay, honey, I said I've been out for a month. I'm coming home. What do you expect or anticipate that she will do? What do I want her to do or what do I think will happen? What do you think will
5: happen? I think um, she she may be a little bit warmer to me, but not a hundred percent. Maybe she's still working out her her mind on how she can get over this person.
1: hmm And you know, of course, I'm I, I'm not trying to beat you up for what you did by any shape, fashion, or form. But what did you expect to accomplish by moving out, uh, giving her the space because
5: she says she really. Takes on all the pain that she caused me, and it causes mm-hmm. her pain back by seeing me in so much anguish. I guess I am sometimes show my emotion to her too much that, um, you know, how mm-hmm. upset I was, even though we didn't really right. yell. Just, I just get moody, I guess. Yeah. I was hoping to relieve her of that
1: moodiness mm-hmm. of me being around. One of the difficulties that may occur when you say, I want to come back, my month is up, I want to come back. One of the difficulties that may occur, and I'm not trying to program you negatively here, is that if if indeed there were negative emotions happening, where it's like, it would be more comfortable for me if you're not here. And you may even might be feeling the same thing. It was more, it'd be more comfortable if I weren't seeing you every day, every minute. The difficulty when you separate is that when you think about going back together, it's like, wow, we had at least some degree of peace by separating. And if we go back together, we still got to deal with those negative emotions. And so that's why we typically recommend that people not, not separate, but unless somebody's in danger, but you already Well, have. a counselor we told her way? to do that. Two counselors said that and she listened to them and. Oh, well, they're full of crap. Uh, I don't agree. Okay. with yeah. It. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, there are, I, I said the word crap. I'm happy you that said I said the word crap. crap. That, that was a, very good of you. Because I came very close to saying something else. I
2: know you did. I felt, <clears throat> it. I felt it coming across the table.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry that they told her that. There are some outstanding counselors out there, and there are counselors out there that, that shouldn't be in practice. Here's the deal, my friend. If you want to be able to put the relationship back together, because you love this woman, right? Not very much. Okay. And and do you believe that she still, at least to some degree, loves you? Yes. Okay. Then then putting it back together means there are certain things you're going to need to do to work on you. How familiar are you with the things that we offer? I'm very familiar. I've been talking with Erin about the, the seminar, and,
5: and we're even looking at a okay. date. I asked her to go with me. She said she would.
1: Okay. She said she would. Awesome. When do you think she'll come? May 10th. Excellent. Now, has your wife committed to come to that date? Still working on her schedule to see if she can get to work off. Okay. Well, here's a couple of suggestions then. If if she commits to come to our workshop on a particular date, then I would recommend at that point you back off. As a matter of fact, if you enroll in the workshop, Erin will send you a video that kind of says, here are the things you need to stop doing once your spouse agrees to come to the workshop. And, and it will tell you how not to pressure her. Because if indeed she says, no, I don't want to do that, or I don't want to do whatever could help work this thing out, then we'd have a different set of suggestions for you. But once a person Mm -hmm. says, okay, I'm willing to do blank to work on the relationship. For example, I am willing to come to the workshop to work on the relationship. Once a person does that, we go, okay, in that case, once they commit to do that, then it's time to start backing off because you don't want to make, you don't want to mess that up. You want to keep on that same track. So if if Mm -hmm. that's working, then I have no other suggestions for you except to back off. If that stops working, in other words, if she says, well, I just can't find the time or I don't want to do it. Are you by any any chance in our online course?
5: I just got the information about it today.
1: Okay, here's what I'll do for you as a gift. If your spouse decides not to come to the workshop. If she backs off. Now, if she comes, like Mm -hmm. I said, let's not do anything else. Let's just get that to happen. But if she backs off, if she says, no, I can't make that work or I'm not going to go, then you tell Mm -hmm. Aaron, I said that I will give you the online course as a gift from me. And then it will give you step by step by step by step by step step the things you need to do. But I don't want you to, I don't want to do that if she comes to the workshop because I don't want to do anything to mess that up. Is that making any sense to you at all? So Don't start the workshop. Or don't start the online uh, course right now. Yeah, the online course will help, and it'll be good. But if, if she's already committed to come to the workshop, I don't want to do anything to distract you from that. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. The online work, okay. the online, uh, the online course is really, really good, and it would be good no matter what. It's just that when you get a person who's already said yes, I'll go to the workshop. I don't want to give anything to you that will distract you in any shape, fashion, or form. Now, if she backs off, if she hesitates, then you tell Aaron, I will give as my gift to workshop. I mean the, the online course to you, but if she's okay. coming to the workshop, let's just do that. If she's not going to come to the workshop, then I want you to start into that course, if you will, because it's going to tell you some things you, that you should do step by step by step to help get this thing to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Did, did I confuse all that? That I talked too much there and got that no, all confused?
5: No, I, 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 I got it. I got it.
1: So what do I do <laughs> now,
5: though? Do I do I move back in or just wait the next extra week?
1: And that's going that to be up to her. Yeah. If, if if she's saying I'll go to the workshop, then I would ask. Yeah. Okay, I'm months up. I want to move back in. And if she says yeah, great, do so. But if she says, mm-hmm. "Yo, I'm going. I'm going to the workshop. Let's wait till then," then I'd say, "Okay, I'll wait till then." If you're committed to go to the workshop and mm-hmm. um, and not just come to the workshop, but actually to be a part of it, to participate, that kind of thing. Right. Because right. That's that's the best shot we have at helping you. It's the most effective thing we do. The online course is really good, but the workshop mm-hmm. is the most effective thing we do. And I wouldn't want you to derail that if she's willing to come. Let's don't mess that up. Okay. Okay. I'll work, I'll work on it that way then. Okay, my friend. All right. maybe may good things happen for you. Now, we'll need to remember, I got to talk to Erin twice now. And right. And this was right. John from Georgia. John from Georgia. Right. Okay. And if, uh, if she backs off, then I'm going to give the online course. Yes.
2: Notes, so
1: you're getting- <laughs> Okay, <laughs> okay. Jesse over there, our uh, our producer is actually making notes about what Joe's promised today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you, Jesse. I pre- I appreciate that. Jesse does a great job as All our right. producer. Are, over are you, would you like another caller? What time is it? Well, oh, so we've, we've got plenty of time. We've right?
2: got plenty of time. Yeah. All right, so let's go to Marie from Missouri. Marie, are you with us?
6: Yes.
1: How may we help you, Marie?
6: Well, um, I'm trying to try to condense my question. Um, okay. But long story short, um, my husband had a. We've been married for 18 years. We have three kids: 17, 14, and 11. Um, mm-hmm. He had a very bad affair. Moved out. Mm-hmm. Kept. I kind of let it be a revolving door. I'd, I would let him come and go as he pleased. Mm-hmm. Um, Live with her, come back to me. Live with her, come back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it got to the point after about probably four months um, where I finally I had to quit letting him hurt me. So I mm-hmm. I um, started just having a, a a a friend that I would just talk to. Then I um, and then I. Decided that's not, you know. About a month after that, um, I I quit talking because that wasn't doing any mm-hmm. good. It was just helping me distract from the real problem. Yeah. Um, so now we're both, long story short, move move ahead eight months. We're trying to work it out, but the problem mm-hmm. that I have consistently is the triggers. They're so I mean everything he does is a trigger for what he used to do, he still has contact with her. Um, he won't, he won't take her out of his life. Um, he hmm. even you he bold, so my, I guess my question would be, how do I deal with the triggers and why do I still want to be with somebody that's done very hurtful things to me and my kids, yeah. but, but mostly me.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, when it comes to things like that, like why do I do this, why do I do that, nobody on earth can answer that for uh-huh. you except you. And, of course, yeah, often we do things we window it later. Why did I do that? Why do I feel that? At, at root, if we want to get really you know, to the root of it, it's because apparently you still love this guy, right?
6: I, I do, but I also feel a lot of pressure from my mm-hmm. parents, especially. I'm an only child. Uh, my parents mm-hmm. are older. I mm-hmm. have a lot of pressure from them um to not stay. Um they're yeah. um, they're frustrated with me. Um this this isn't the first affair he's had, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um but they're very frustrated with me for wanting to keep going back.
1: I understand. And, oh, I'm and, sorry. I,
6: that was a loaded. I, I guess I asked you a loaded question.
1: I <laughs> tried to be very direct. Well, I
6: apologize. No.
1: And no, 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 no. There is nothing to apologize for. As a matter of <laughs> fact, I appreciate your directness and your honesty. Uh, has he had a lot of affairs or just a couple now?
6: Um. Probably maybe um, this was the worst affair.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: But
6: before they were mostly emotional affairs. Um, but he mm-hmm. has admitted to me that he had to talk to other women to make him love me more when he didn't and talk you, to other women that, that made him love me less.
1: Do you believe that?
6: I I don't feel that way, so I don't believe it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, of course, love is an emotion and it's not logical. And so we can't always understand things about love just through logic, but it certainly sounds unlogic, illogical that, I love you more if I'm talking to other women. It sounds more, and, I, and of course, I don't know your husband, so please understand I'm just talking yes, in yes. generalities here. Yes. But that sounds more like a rationalization than something that's actual truth, wouldn't you think?
6: Maybe he's telling himself that because he doesn't Pretty love apartment. me the way I love him.
1: Maybe. How old is he?
6: Um, he just turned 42.
1: Okay. And, and I don't want to get too deeply into this. Oh, I'm sorry, but, 41.
6: He just turned 41. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Not too deeply into this, but what kind of childhood did he have? Is he close to his parents at all?
6: No.
1: Okay. And so is this a guy that uh, all of his life has wondered if people love him or not? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so when he finally gets somebody in his life, you, who really does love him, he probably questions it because of the fact that he didn't know how to understand that because of his history. Is that correct?
6: I think so, yes. Very much. Okay. I would 100% agree with agree with that, yes.
1: Okay. And so what he does is occasionally he tries it here, he tries it there, he tries it there just because of the fact that my guess is you're dealing, and this is a guess, I don't know your husband, but you're dealing with a guy who doesn't feel that he is lovely and lovable and therefore moves from one to the other trying to find some kind of assurance about himself. Does that sound right?
6: Yes. He said um, at, that when he would talk to other women in the past, I mean, he would, you know, get get separate cell phones and hide them until I would find them. Um, mm-hmm. that he it made him feel like he was important and that he was on top of the world to have attention like that.
0: Yeah. yeah but so at doing the same time, and, uh... mm-hmm. Go ahead, I yes.
6: always gave him a lot of attention and very, you know not only emotionally, but, um, physically. And, um, you know, I, I was blessed to stay at home with, with the kids and I mm-hmm. pretty much catered to him, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but towards this very last affair, which was the worst, the very, very worst, um, for the past year, he, before that, before I found out, he pushed me away immensely. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't want to talk to me. He didn't want to sit with me. He didn't want anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't, I mean, he didn't. He wanted to pretend like I. I mean, he treated me like I was invisible.
1: And that's that's so so very sad. So in all of this, uh, now you sound to me like a pretty intelligent person. Am I correct? Are you <laughs> relatively bright?
6: Well, I I, I I would try to be.
1: <laughs> okay. For example, what kind of grades did you make in school way back?
6: Oh gosh, um, I I mean A's and B's. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can tell you're intelligent. I can just hear, listen to you and tell that you're an intelligent woman. You're an intelligent woman who is also very much a loving person. I mean, you love deeply when you love. Mm-hmm. And now you're in love with a guy who doesn't feel that he's lovable. Now, I mean, you've been in love many years with a guy who doesn't feel that he's lovable. You Are you aware of the fact that you, by yourself, cannot heal him of this? Yes. Okay. Has he ever gotten any kind of therapy for this in any shape, fashion, or
6: form? Yes, he has. Um, and in the beginning, he didn't want to go to – we used to go to counseling kind of throughout, mm-hmm. sporadically throughout the years, um, mm-hmm. maybe the last three or four years. Um, and then after all this happened, we did go to a counselor that, that knew our history. And mm-hmm. um, then he quit going to that counselor, and he started going to the woman that he had an affair with that he lived with. Um, he went to her counselor.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. You know, that's not very objective, is it? <laughs> no. I mean, you don't go to the counselor of the woman you're having an affair with. And so what I'm asking is, has he ever had any therapy for his own background, his history, his self-esteem, those kinds of things?
6: I don't know if that came out in his counseling sessions. He, I never yeah. really asked, and he never volunteered.
1: You see, I doubt the integrity of a counselor. Who would say uh, if, if the counselor knows? If the counselor says, "I know that you're involved with this woman in an affair," I'm her counselor, and I'm going to be your counselor. If indeed the counselor knew that, that lacks integrity to the nth degree. And and if she, if the counselor didn't know, that's a different animal. But if, they, if they the knew. counselor knew that, uh,
6: mm-hmm. she knew.
1: Then this counselor's not worth a plug nickel anybody who would do that lacks integrity. Uh, That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Obviously, I don't know the counselor, and I'm going to be very careful about what I say here because somebody might want to get tough about this. But I don't see how anybody who had integrity who was a counselor could do that. So I don't blame your parents because they love you dearly, and they've seen this guy hurt you repeatedly. But understand that parents parents are not objective counselors, (laughs) are not... They don't give advice objectively typically when they see that their child is being hurt. Somebody, Uh they want to make sure their child doesn't get hurt. And so I can definitely see how mom and dad would feel the way they do. I really can, but you still want to love this guy. You still want to save this guy, right?
6: I do. And why? I mean, I could never imagine doing to someone a fourth of what he's done to me.
1: No, you never would. That's not who you are. I'm thinking that you see the good guy that lives in there. The good Mm -hmm. guy who lives in there surfaces enough that you see him, you love him, you want to be with him. And then that other guy, that guy that's got to be affirmed by other people over and over repeatedly, the guy who's going to do painful things to others and even to himself because he needs all this self-assurance. That's the guy that you don't want to be married to. You want to be married to the good guy that you see in there, right?
6: Yeah. I just want him to love me back wholeheartedly without any reservations
1: and you have every right to feel that way. Well, obviously it's up to you as to what you do. Okay. It is definitely up to you as to what you do, but here's what I recommend. Now, again, it's just a recommendation. You've got to make a decision. Just like when I talked about that counselor a minute ago and said, "It sounds to me as if he or she has no integrity. Obviously I don't know the counselor. I don't know the whole story. Mm -hmm. And so I've Mm -hmm. got to actually even back up a little bit on that based on what I'm based on what I'm hearing in it. Well, I'll say it this way, based on what I'm hearing, it sounds as if that counselor has no integrity. Obviously, I cannot say the counselor has no integrity because I don't know, but based okay. on what I'm hearing, it sounds that way. Okay. What I'm suggesting you consider, if you will, is that say to him, unless you get therapy for what's going on inside mm-hmm. of you. And I would recommend, and, and again, as your decision, I would recommend not a counselor, not a therapist, but a psychiatrist. I'm not saying your husband is crazy. Okay, that's not what no. I'm trying to say. Right. But psychiatrists have special training, and particularly if it's a psychiatrist who has a therapist who works for or directly with the psychiatrist, because the psychiatrist... They're medical doctors and they can write prescriptions. You understand? And these prescriptions Mm -hmm. can become extremely important. And Mm -hmm. if the psychiatrist himself or herself doesn't do the therapy, then if they're associated very closely with somebody else who does, then the therapy can be done along with the right kinds of medicines. The unfortunate thing is this. It appears, it appears that if your husband doesn't get the help that he needs, Mm -hmm. that this is probably going to repeat itself as long as Mm -hmm. he lives. But if he does get the right kind of help, and I mean the right kind of help, then that good guy in there can be rescued. The question for you is, are you willing to tell him either go get the help you need, or I'm going to put an end to this?
6: I want to tell him that, but I'm scared.
1: I don't blame you. You love the guy. You love that good guy.
6: I met him when I was just turned 17, and I married him when I was 18, just turned 18, right out of high school. And we've been married for 18 years. Um, mm-hmm. That's the only life I've ever known.
1: And and I'm so sorry that it's breaking your heart. If this guy can be rescued, you can have a great marriage. But mm-hmm. the kind of rescuing he needs is not going to come from a marriage counselor. It's, it's going to come from somebody who helps him deal with with that thing that's happening inside of him. And that's why I'm so strongly... What, what part of the country are you guys in? Missouri. Missouri. Uh, and uh, based on the fact that you said the word blessed or are you a religious person? Yes. Okay. You can actually go online and, and look for Christian psychiatrists, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And it, And if you can find one that's in your area, then my suggestion, and it's totally up to you, is... That perhaps you say, this is it. You've got to go see this Christian psychiatrist to see if he or she can help you. Or this is going to happen. Now, that's just my suggestion. You have to do what you believe is right for you.
6: Yes. Um, Uh, We really wanted to come. We actually had a couple of friends that um, just went to the convention um, back in, I think it was January. It was in Tennessee, I believe. Um, Memphis. One of ours? Yes.
1: Okay, yeah, we do ours internationally, yeah, we would love to have you come to that, yeah, and maybe well, I'm and maybe to save by it doing for it. <laughs> and maybe by so. doing that, we can help convince him to see the help that he needs to help to deal with that issue inside of him, okay, okay,
6: okay, all right, okay, thank,
1: thank, thank you, you very so much. much. I do need to back off i <clears throat> i cannot it's not it's not ethical for me to say that that counselor is unethical because I don't know that counselor. So I'll repeat this way I, and let me rephrase this because I don't want to be unfair to anybody including that counselor but based on what I heard like I know this is a woman that you're involved with even though you're married to this person I'm counseling this woman and now I'll counsel you surely sounds to me like that's unethical.
2: Sure, it's not the first time we've heard some pretty big horror stories. I say horror in a loose term here but some some issues with counselors that have
1: not been perceived as above board. Yeah. Now, again, I want to make sure I'm retracting when I said that that person is unethical because I do not have the right to do that. I just got angry. I mean, I got really angry. (laughs) And so, and so I cannot say that that counselor is unethical, but I'm saying based on what I heard, right. That surely sounds unethical to me, but I am retracting that statement uh, because I don't have the right to do that. And I don't want to come across as being judgmental, Sure. but it's just really ticked me off.
2: Right. What, what struck me uh specifically is everybody and we teach this in our online course and we teach this in our workshop how everyone has a wall and we all have it built up and and, you know it's high and it's thick and we all want to be loved as we truly are Mm -hmm. and we have the question within us uh, will you truly love me as i
1: am and not as as you perceive me We know some really good therapists and counselors out there, uh, but they're not in Missouri, unfortunately, but we know some really good ones. I do think based on what she was describing, that he is really going to have the right kind of therapy. He needs, in my opinion, he needs the right kind of therapy to help him deal with this part of him that has to be so reaffirmed, 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 Mm -hmm. uh, because that's a pretty miserable place to be. And I'm so sorry that he's going through that, but you know what? She sees the good in that guy. Oh yeah. And sounds like, she definitely has her head on her shoulders. I tell you what, that woman was extremely impressive. I I'm telling you, she sounded smart. She mm-hmm. uh, she uh, yeah. balanced. I mean, I would hate for him to wind up losing this woman because she is, based on everything I heard there, absolutely amazing.
2: All right.
1: Are you ready to go to her next caller? Might as caller? well. Let's get off to another thing
2: Right, here. right. We've got about five minutes, I believe. Okay. All right. Roman from California. Are you with us? Uh, yes, I am. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, how I may mean, we help you today, my friend?
4: Yeah, I'm just running into a situation. Um, recently, uh, my uh, spouse has told me that she wanted to uh, move forward with a divorce. And I want to say that it caught me off guard, but it really didn't. We had some issues over the summer um, where she was reaching out to someone on social media and uh, saying that, Uh, She was doing it to get some emotional validation, or get validation, and she developed an emotional relationship. And so um, we were able to get through it. Um, You know, I kind of leaned on some people from church and uh, was able to kind of talk through it and kind of come to my senses and readdress some of the things that I wasn't doing in our marriage and realize that, you know, she had some things to work on, but I also had some things to work on. And after we kind of reconciled, I realized that I started to kind of go back into my old ways, and there was a lot of resentment that uh, developed within me. And so uh, I want to say back in January, I started to kind of go on this journey, so to speak, to reinvent myself so that I could be um, better in the relationship. And... uh, in doing that, she also started to do things to kind of reinvent herself, but hers were more about just reinventing, reinventing herself as an individual, not in the relationship. And so mm-hmm. it'd be doing things like uh, creating social media sites and, you know, broadcasting what's going on in her life. And I noticed that in that my presence in that diminished. And so I, you know, that drew some more insecurities because that was the same platform that she used to create this other relationship with this other guy. And
6: mm-hmm. so
4: um, just to kind of get it to where we are now, um, she, you know, I, I would kind of question her about things, and she just basically said, I'm, I'm done. You know, I've had enough. I, I don't do anything wrong, and you're being insecure, and it's really causing a lot of problems, and um, you're uh, emotionally and verbally abusive. And some of those things I do agree with. Um, I have been those things at times. I think we've been that way to each other. Kind of been an relationship.
1: Okay, my friend, you're you're really I am having trouble hearing you. is uh you there's all kind of noise coming through your phone that's making it difficult to hear you.
4: Okay, let me let me go on to this hallway. I'm stepping outside. So, okay. so yeah, uh, is that better? It's yeah, that right that now better?
1: it is. Yes, uh-huh. Okay, great. And so and so yeah, and so
4: essentially uh yeah we you know, she said she wanted the divorce, and where we're at now is we kind of go back and forth on it, and so our therapist, mm-hmm. um, who we speak to, um, said, you know, before you move and sell the house, take 30 days, but she didn't really give us a plan to what we right. should be doing in 30 days, and so my fear was we're going to wait 30 days, and the only thing that will change is the date, because we don't have anything to work on, and so um, yeah. it's, we're about a week and a half to two weeks in, and every other day... She comes to me and just kind of reaffirms this this statement of, "You know what I'm thinking I make the right choice i'm going to move forward with it and then we get in a situation where when she tells me that I kind of don't know how to respond in that moment, like do I say mm-hmm. okay or do i do I say well you know let's let's wait and let' you know let's see if this change is something that's going to work for us and that's what I mm-hmm. typically do is say, "Hey I, I hear you and I, and I understand, but, you know, also understand that I'm making a change and it's not for you, it's for me, but it's in that I hope we can find a better us. And mm-hmm. we'll talk for about two or three hours and it's kind of like I talked her off the ledge and mm-hmm. two, two days later she's back on the ledge again, like, no, no, I'm I'm moving forward with this. And she'll put posts up on social media every day saying, yeah, I'm moving on. I'm do you think you there's
1: somebody no. who is helping her do this? Is there, do you know if there's anybody in her life influencing her to move on without you?
4: I do. Uh, she says she hasn't really shared this with people, but I do know that what happens is when she goes on social media and she'll put a post like moving on or, you know, she had put this one post up where it said, um, I'd rather be divorced than stay with an idiot forever. And she got all kind of support from her followers on social media, like, yeah, do you, and that kind of stuff. So I think those kind of things influences her. But I do think she probably has a family member who's close to her who's saying, you know, they they kind of hurt her side and they're supportive of it.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, there's something that you can't control, we can't control, but it's a terrible thing. If there are people out there saying, you're right, keep going, get out of this marriage, do what you want to do, for example, If somebody posts on Facebook, you know, I I think I'm going to be divorced because I don't like being in this marriage anymore. I'll guarantee you everybody who has been, I think everybody's too strong. There are people who have been through divorce who have done crappy things to their own marriages who will definitely support that because somehow it helps them justify what they themselves have done. And we are living in a world that has so many selfish people that think only about themselves and their pleasure That if somebody says something like, I'm going to leave this commitment, leave that commitment, there are people like, yeah, go for it. Just do what makes you happy at the moment, because that's how those people live. I can't remove those people from the planet. You can't remove those people from the planet. We can't remove them from influencing our spouses. But it sounds to me like you've got a big audience working against you of people who are just idiots. Now, are you by any chance, some of the things you mentioned said to me that you may have some understanding here are you in our online course by any chance
4: well I mean I've I looked at it but that's one of her her gripes is that we're in financial ruin I mean we're we're okay. driving in the day. so I, I wasn't okay. able to pursue okay. that but I, I
1: have you been through our a lot of okay so you've been through a lot of our videos and, and audios and articles you've done yeah we got we have tons of free stuff okay right I think right. it makes I, sense I look
4: at all of it
1: excellent good Keep doing what you're doing, my friend. What you're doing is working on what we call pies, physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual, where you're taking care of yourself. You're becoming a better person. And as you said, you're doing it for you, but you're doing it in the context of trying to make things better for her. I think it sounds to me like you're doing the right kinds of things. I'm glad. I mean, you were very bright when you said, okay, I understand how you feel. I don't know why you want to do that that's brilliant. And then, but what about this? Let's think about that. What about that? I I don't know how to tell you to do things better than what you're doing. Unfortunately, you're fighting against some pretty strong opposition there of people who are encouraging her to go do this bad thing, which is end the marriage. Now, is it ever a good thing to end the marriage? Well, actually, sometimes it is. But based on what I'm hearing you say here, it's because she's taken whatever you have done imperfectly, and I know you have done things imperfectly because nobody's perfect and exacerbating or magnifying those things and people are encouraging her with that. So she can go on and be without you. You still love this woman, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the, yeah. the person that she is inside is a good person.
4: Oh uh, Very, very good person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think she's just, I think she's just lost right now. I'm, a huge part of me thinks she's ambivalent about what she wants to do. Like we, she said, in order for us to make this work, we need to basically start over. And she, she essentially told me last night that, uh, you know, she doesn't want to get to know the new me and she doesn't want any more of the old me. And so I, I'm kind of lost in between, like, do does she want this to work or does she not? And, you know, she said we need to start over and even date, date each other again. I don't even know what that means, date each other again.
1: Well, if she'll do it, maybe that's where you start. Friend. Maybe you actually start making dates like, okay, let's go out Friday night. We're going to go to dinner and then we're going to walk on the uh, river or whatever. And, and, uh, we're going to go do this on Friday night. Well, you date me Friday night and do it just as that. And if you do don't talk about the relationship, just talk about what's interesting to her, those kinds of things. That's what dating means. It means you really do kind of start a new where you're not working on the problem per se, you're getting to know each other all over again. If you're willing to do that, that is a place to start. As you said, your counselor said, well, wait 30 days and make a decision, but she gave you no plan. All right. Well, then you go make your own plan. Okay. In the next 30 days, let's go out on five days or whatever it might be. And let's plan these dates and do things that are fun and just enjoy each other again. I would recommend that if you do that, you probably don't talk about the relationship. If she says, let's start from scratch, you can do that. You can actually start from scratch. Let's just go out and talk and listen and not push. And if that then moves her to the point where she's friendlier with you and more open to you, then that actually can work. It's it's a it's definitely a place to start. Have you talked to any of our client representatives here by any chance? I, I did.
4: I spoke. I believe it was to Mark um, last week, and he sent me some information, and I, I definitely read the information and tried to apply it. Uh, the smart um, techniques and everything else, okay. and you know, just like I said, learning about myself. So yeah, I've
1: definitely reached out. When this program is over, I'm going to give Mark a couple of suggestions about you. So if you will, sometime mm-hmm. later this afternoon, give Mark another call because I'm going to give him some okay. ideas for you. Would that be okay?
4: Okay. That'd be great. I okay. appreciate that.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. Unfortunately, we out of time for today. By the way, people sometimes notice my cup here, right? I, I use different cups. This one says I'll let you say that world's best sexologist, right? Because of my PhD and uh, one of my students where I taught, Human Sexuality at a university. I teach adjunct faculty in the psychology department at a local university. One of my students gave me this. And if you start paying attention when we do these programs, you'll see I have different kinds of cups. I think we're going to start a deal. If you send me a cup with all kinds of various things on here that I can actually and will use, if you give me a cup that I actually use on this program and you see it, I will give you one of my books for free autograph. You can pick any one you want. Go to Amazon, type in Joe Beam, find all my books, pick out the one you want. I'll send you back an autograph. If I use yours on the program, I'll, I'll send you that back so you can just send us cups. Hey, join us on YouTube, YouTube slash Marriage Helper. Is that right, Jesse? Jesse's our producer. YouTube slash Marriage Helper. We have a lot of different things there. Our website is MarriageHelper.com. And just for quick, quickly, tell them what you do.
2: My role is a client representative. So a lot of people ask, are you a coach or counselor? I have to say, no, I'm not. You probably don't want me to be that, nor did I stay in and get a lot of cool things to you based on your situation, and we always say it's up to you what you use, what you don't use. We're not here to pressure you in any form or fashion. Right. We're simply here to help you in whatever capacity we're able to do so. But we do have a lot of great resources that we know work, and it's been proven in the lives of literally hundreds of thousands
1: of people. Yeah, we've worked with a ton of people. Mark is one of our client reps. If you don't have one and want to talk to Mark, you can call our number. and I guess we'll put that up on the screen again now, just yes, if you don't mind. There's our number, 866-903-0990. You're going to ask for Mark. Uh, if you already have a client representative, of course, deal with him or her. We have a lot of free resources. We'd love to help you. Mark, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Glad to be here. All right, hope to see you guys next week, beginning at 1230 Central Time on Monday for Marriage Helper Live. Have a great day.
5: Boom. Killed it.